Good. After much um, teaching input in the last few days, I uh, thought I'd like to offer a metta meditation tonight. So this is taking about three quarters of an hour and it will be guided. So switch on your devices. It's important with the, the practice of these Brahma-viharas to understand that they begin as intentions. <clears throat> they don't begin as um, effusive emotions. It's wonderful if they take you there, but um, sometimes people feel they need to actually produce emotions when they practice Brahma-viharas. Um, and the the brunt of that practice is is one of intentionality. You know, we affirm and we uh, consciously invoke the intention to well-being or compassion or joy, uh, sympathetic joy and equanimity. So. More, a lot more needs to be said on this, but not tonight. Yeah. So please take up a posture, uh, upright, and um, try the paradox of being both upright and relaxed. Yeah. Much can be learned in the crucible of this paradox, much about oneself. Uh, the apparent impossibility doesn't stop us from learning a lot about balance and equilibrium and attuned effort, all good stuff. Yeah. So take up a posture that is allowing you to feel the ground, to feel yourself to be centered and to feel yourself upright. So you align your chakras, your various fulcrums. Um, so. And you're acknowledging differing realities. The reality of your sort of pelvic area is one reality. The reality of your belly, your upper belly is another reality. The reality of your heart is yet another reality. The reality of your speech center is yet another reality, your forehead. We do not need to go into an elaborate um, taxonomy of these differing layers, but we can sense that our being has differing tones depending on where we go. When we let somebody's gaze enter our eyes and we see that this is one layer, when we let it into our heart, this is another layer. When we let this when we let it touch ourselves very deeply, then this is yet another layer of intimacy. So we know about these layers in our own experience, and it's necessary that as meditators we, we learn how to touch into these differing dimensions of our being. As we sit here with ourselves and sometimes with others, 
So acknowledge how much of yourself is here with how much of yourself you can feel present right now. How much of yourself you dare to bring in here. These are all good questions. Sounding the various resonance spaces in our body, in our being. At its most simplistic, there is a sort of energetic level, usually associated with the the lower planes in our pelvis and in our belly. Um, Then a sort of a heart plane, usually associated somewhere from our solar plexus upward. And... uh, a plane in which we are creative, in which we are communicating with the world through speech or art or image, and which is somewhere at the base of our neck. And that there is a mental plane somewhere associated with our forehead, the spot between our eyebrows. There's a few more, but for the time being, let's leave it at that. We're not one-dimensional, is it? We don't just consist of sensation, or thought, or body. These dimensions, they converge, overlap, intermingle. And if my awareness is skilled, And she manages to acknowledge and to touch and possibly meet and resonate with these differing dimensions of my being. The more I know of these dimensions in my life, the more likely it is that I go about in my decisions, in my behavior, in my vocation in ways that are deep and that do justice to the complexity of my being, my needs, my capacities and talents. The less I'm aware of this, the more I will identify with individual parts of this being and reduce myself to that. Maybe to power, or to sensuality, or to control, or to distancing, or to just a a mentalized axis that is never fulfilling, leaving me open to doubt and vacillation. But right now we're seeking our heart, we're seeking the middle of our chest, we feel the warmth of a soft, focused beam of my attention in the center of my chest. I feel the breath going in there. So as if I'm breathing directly through my sternum. 
breathing directly into my heart and breathing from my heart. Just acknowledging sensation, acknowledging the tone, the bodily tone in my chest, acknowledging the movement in and the movement out. What goes in and is nourishing is not mine. I can partake and yet I share. We are all breathing the same air. We're all dependent on that delicate atmosphere, which has taken some time to grow and is not invulnerable to some of our doings. And this is what we share and this is what makes our life possible most directly. A very perilously thin, vulnerable atmosphere, which I keep breathing in and out, which I keep metabolizing. And in that I re resemble many, many beings Obviously my own species and a few other primates and mammals. But just about every creature on this planet exchanges in some strange way gases with its environment. It doesn't have to be complicated oxygen breathing. So when I tune into my breathing, I tune into something very ancient. I tune into something that connects me with many, many forms of life. When I pay attention to my breathing, as we have done in the last days, I connect with other beings at the very base of my pyramid. And as is the case, if you have pyramids standing beside each other, then at the base, the contact surface is the biggest. The whole length of a side. We're closest to each other at the base of the pyramid. The further up we are in the top of this pyramid, in our mentalized, egoic self-constructs, then, like all the pinnacles of pyramids, we seem to be at its at at the greatest distance from each other. If I descend in my being state downwards towards the base, I seem to become more human and also more connected, more part of things and less isolated, maybe less scintillating, but also less alone, less isolated, less solipsistic. Breath comes, moves the chest, I sense the warmth, the widening. Allow a gentle attention to settle on the rhythm. A kind of breath wave that comes 
moves through me. And I'm just surrendering my weight to that wave, surrendering my attention to it. Let us invoke an image of a human being we have loved or we love in the center of our chest. Just invoke the face of somebody who you have loved or whom you still love. I very much wish that this person is with you, but for the purpose of our exercise it is not needed. In fact, just to be clear, I hope very much this person has loved you as well, but again, what we really look for is somebody whom you have loved. We resemble what we love, not what loves us. It's nice if it loves back, but I'm looking for somebody that has given you for the first time an impression of your own capacity to love. The depth, the richness, the power of this experience. So I invite you to seek, call upon the image and draw that image. Let it become clear in front of your inner eye front of your of mine of your mind's eye seek the features of that face if you find no human being think of a pet something a being you love or you have loved you connect the features of this being with your affection your tenderness your gratitude profound unconditional wish for its well-being and without shame allow yourself to feel what that does with you to feel this become clear strong in all the evocativeness the placid feature of your loved one connect you with. Breathing into the heart space, letting that image of a loved being become gradually more pronounced, clear. Seek its gaze. Connect with the emotion you this brings up in you. 
maybe these emotions are straightforward, often warmth and a sense of expansiveness, a deepening in your heart, a gratitude, something soft and melting. Maybe you become conscious how much strength you have found in yourself by experiencing yourself as a loving being. How clear and suddenly obvious priorities in your life have become. Maybe this being has helped you to fathom your own depth. Maybe this being has taught you something about your own richness your own power, your own worthiness. The aliveness that comes with the experience of love, profound connection, and this wish that the other, the other as well, that whatever he or she wishes succeed, that they're free of pain and harm and risk and danger. Not because you want to own them, or, but because you, you cannot do other than give away the gifts of your heart, and you give them away freely. Maybe you have felt yourself grow in the gaze of that being. Maybe that being has managed to see in yourself something you have not yet dared to see. So let us acknowledge the depth, the gratitude, the tenderness, the connection the strength and richness that experience has brought into our life. An echo of that experience carries on in all our relationships. Every hug and embrace carries an echo of this encounter, carries an echo of this first loved being that has touched us, touched our heart, awoken our heart, made us conscious of our own strength, the power to connect, to reach out, without bargaining, without demand, without even the request for reciprocation. Now let us invoke an image of our own face in the space of our heart. Let us replace this first loved being with an image of ourselves, our own features. Don't hesitate if it doesn't quite work. 
Just keep trying. Go back. Don't feel ashamed or embarrassed. Don't side with your critical voices that tell you this is kitsch or you can't do it or it doesn't work or you're congenitally incapable of such things. Or Don't side with those voices. Just let them let them go on like old parrots with bad habits. You don't believe. You let them squawk away, but you don't believe. So seek your own features, seek your own gaze, and extend to yourself the feelings you have extended to your first loved being. Acknowledge that you are your primary relationship, your first and last relationship. That you deserve your friendship, your benevolence, your affection as anyone else who, whom you love in your life. So envelop that face, soften your gaze when you seek the gaze of yourself. And let this being know that you are loyal. You will not let him or her down. No matter how disappointing she behaves or he behaves, no matter what's happening, no matter how much you botch up, you will not let yourself down. Your first relationship is to your own experience your own inner being. So, extend your kindness, extend your tenderness, extend your gratitude, your affection, an unquestionable, inalienable benevolence, something you don't need to earn, something you can't lose. It is offered that, standing before you, offering yourself these gifts of the heart. Breathing. Sometimes it helps if you imagine the breath to be a warm golden hue flowing from your heart and encircling your image, enveloping this. And then you fill yourself with this sense of gratitude, sense of richness, sense of care. flowing through all your tissues, your fascia, membranes, all your body is suffused, the tender, caring benevolence that does not demand anything in return.
and let us grow beyond ourselves with this. There's a light, there is a golden stream from our heart overflowing here into the room, flowing to each other, to the left, to the right, front and back. Not as petitioners, but as beings who share their fullness, who give away the gifts of their heart. Not as part of a barter and exchange program, not with conditions. This is not a deal. You're just doing what a human heart can do. Exude its own goodness. Give away the gifts of the heart. Gently move through the space here. Respectfully offering your fellow meditators and practitioners, yogis, yoginis, your kindness, your care, your benevolence, a gentle affection flowing from your heart in the shape of a stream, bright or golden, through this place, gently touching, gently inviting, and moving on. Flowing over to the folks that make this possible here, the many practitioners who have brought the inspiration for this to grow and take shape as a place, the folks who work here day in and out, optimizing your meditators' conditions. to mind now an image of your parents wherever they may be uh, whatever you think of their pedagogical uh, competency this is the moment to recall them with gratitude <coughs> to gently bow your head and acknowledge you would not be here without them wherever they may be, whatever may be between you, whether you're close or not, on good terms or not, whether your memory of them is tinged with 
darker spots or pain, let this not stop us to turn to them, acknowledge our gratitude, acknowledge that we carry their genes, that it will be difficult to repay them for what they have offered us and what they have made possible for us. Let their images become clear and crisp. Seek their gaze. Let us respond. Not as kids, but as grown-ups. Not as petitioners. This is not the moment to open up all the counts. This is the moment to just acknowledge our kinship. A proximity beyond all conflict. A connection that does not go away. Let us turn to our loved ones now, close, kids, partners, friends, wherever they may be. Whatever the exact definition of our relationship may be, this is not important right now. Just bring them up to mind. Let them gently be welcome in the space of, of our mind's eye and our heart. Let them know that they are precious. Let them know that they are dear. Let them know that we know that our unenlightenment is likely to be their pain. And let us say sorry. Sorry did. Where I care most, that in me, that in me which is not free, is, li is likely to be most painful for you. It's the ones closest to us that probably suffer most from our hard edges, from our fears and controlling attempts from our lashing out and our rigidities, from our impulsiveness, whatever it is that gives us the clear sign that we are not free. These people closest to us, they're very likely to know firsthand from this. And yet they're there. And yet we care.
So let us seek their gaze. Let us fold them in our arms and let them know that they are precious, that we are grateful for their being, that we rejoice in their presence, that we grow with them, that they make our lives rich. Take a moment and return to our first loved being. Allow his or her face again to become clear and crisp. And let our hearts drink from the well of that connection, from the depth of that experience, the richness, the gratitude, the affection, the tenderness this brings up in our heart. That experience of being seen, truly seen, and an immense liberation, a space that opens when somebody offers me this quality of presence. Then let us invite people who are a little further apart, people who are not terribly close, who somehow populate our lives, whom we work with, whom we see. And let us reach out one after the other, bring them to mind, acknowledge their presence, Acknowledge that you see in their faces whether they are well or not, even though you may not know the story, let alone ask. But you do connect. You wish them well. You acknowledge your shared humanity. You gently and respectfully offer them your affection, your tenderness, your care, the same unquestionable benevolence, and wish that they may be well, free from harm and worries. Take a moment to go through the people you meet without often meeting them and acknowledge their faces, their features, 
Acknowledge your heart reaching out to them. Softly, caringly, respectfully, without shame or embarrassment, knowing that deep down they're not so different from you, that they fear the same things, that they wish for the same things. And you're holding them present for that short moment. Let us return once more to our first beloved. Connect with the face, the features. Let us seek the gaze of this being and revel a little more. Allow ourselves to feel what we carry as an echo in our hearts since meeting this being. What we know about ourselves what we know about our strength, what we know about the power, the transformative clarity that comes from a a deep love, a deep connection. The richness and depth that comes from that And then let us seek out somebody whom you think doesn't like you, whom you feel is hostile to you, or whom you feel hostile towards. Let us approach this being and see whether you can acknowledge this being's humanity. Whatever may be between you, had you share so much more with him or her than makes you different from him or her all the areas of conflict are happening in a very small building site while you share an immense amount. This being too is afraid of pain and loss and separation has successes and failures in his or her life struggles with rejection and isolation. 
battles to gain meaning. Seeks happiness, maybe desperately so, like you. See whether it is possible to meet this person, not to fix things, not to make concessions, not to bribe or petition, but to share on the basis of your acknowledged bilateral humanity. Care. Benevolence. It is being too. Is suffering and looking for happiness, maybe in ways you disagree with or you find reprehensible, but see whether it is possible to extend some benevolence, some well wishing. A friendliness beyond sympathy, beyond liking. Because you know, dead, your past is similar. That you will both die, that a substantial chunk of your life force has already been spent. that we do not know how long time, how long, how much time we have, and that every moment in ill will, in hatred and in aversion is a lost moment. It's an unhappy moment and it creates unhappiness, future unhappiness. So see whether you find it in you too. Somewhere in the depth of your heart, find some good wishes for this person. If this person has turned up in the lists above, then you may have to say sorry to this person. Maybe you have to acknowledge mutual pain. And this may be a moment when you say, that you're not happy about your own contribution to what is difficult between you. (coughs) Let this person know you're willing to take responsibility for your part and breathe into that acknowledgement some benevolence and touch them gently, without letting up, without shriveling back, without the familiar recoil. But with a grand, unstingy heart, 
reaching out. Reaching out to the humanity in that being. Recognizing the longing and the pain and the deep, deep humanity in him or in her. And then let us return to our own hearts, our own chests. Feel what is there. Feel the heartbeat. Feel the wave of our breath moving through. Breathing in, acknowledging whatever we find, whatever we feel. Breathing out, gently releasing Acknowledging the depth, affirming what is going on. Softly releasing, softly resonating. Sensing the depth of our own capacity to give, to love, to receive. the connection that is possible, a resonance beyond words and concepts. That their hearts pick up and are capable of moving with. See whether you enjoy your own capacity to Love to feel your own depth and richness. Gradually settling and softening.
Good, please stretch your legs if you like and change your posture. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.